This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, Joanna. Hi, Nate. How's it going? It's going good. Good, good. So thank you all for listening to the show. We are Stranger Than. Yes, we are. A podcast discussing unsolved mysteries, weird occurrences, misunderstood phenomena, and creepy happenings. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the Dialov Pass incident. Before we get started on that, though, would you like to do some shout-outs? Because yeah, I think there's there's been a few other podcasts that have been really fucking awesome to us. And, have... and are just awesome in general. Yes, absolutely. So it'd be great if our listeners and take a listen to them and see if you like them. We do. Yeah, so we thought we'd return the favor, even though really they did like us the favor to begin with, because... Because <laughs> they're awesome. Yeah. So we have The Medium Matters with uh, Chantel and Marie, and they're kind of a spiritual, paranormal podcast, and they're just fucking pretty awesome. They are awesome. They're very I, positive. I loved the... They did a poltergeist, like, two-part. Yeah, that was great. That was super right yeah that one was they had there's some creepy stories on that one mm -hmm. and then we have we'll put all the information to how you can find these folks here on our the show notes for the episode when it comes out oh we're doing show notes now well for this should we can oh yeah this would be a great reason to start other than just two bullshit sentences i come up with <laughs> we also have color me dead we got the so great yes the gory gals ember and angel and uh, you know what i love about them is that they love the fuck word as much as I do. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And you just always feel like kind of a kindred spirit with somebody who likes to drop the F-bomb, or two gals that like to drop the F-bomb. I figured you'd like them. As much as I do, because I, I tend to use that expletive, like, a lot, in case you hadn't noticed. Right. <laughs> I don't listen to much true crime, but I do listen to that show. Uh, we also have Knock Once for Yes. With, oh my uh, gosh, they Fitz are like and Lil. so great. They are immediately likable. First so sentence, likeable. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm okay about this. Uh, they talk about, or uh, they share stories from their listeners and a few of their own about ghosts and hauntings. and They're delightful. Oh, yes. and That's a great way to describe them, I think. Some of their stories have given me goosebumps. And I work mm -hmm. next to a 500-degree oven in the morning normally when I <laughs> listen to theirs. But you still got a little chill there. Yeah. <laughs> we also have Don't Break the Oath with Lee and Andy. And these guys, it's a podcast about conspiracies and cryptozoology, UFOs, just general paranormal stuff. And they just talk about it all very down-to-earth and matter-of-factly. It's a, another good one to get down with. Absolutely. And they're actually doing an episode with The Medium Matters. So, hey, oh, nice. there we go. I love it when great ones like do ones together because that's just yeah, so much great. fun. Crossovers. <laughs> Crossover. So, Dyatlov Pass. This is... This one is just a fucking one, you know? This is some weird shit. It is, and it's just... 
it's really mind boggling and it's really it's really kind of like hard to wrap your head around the whole thing. So there's a lot of people involved and yeah, so we'll do our best to like break it down, but it's it's mind boggling. It really is. And it's fucking Russian, so the names are hard to pronounce. So mm-hmm. sorry and if long. we have any Russian listeners. Yeah, because we're gonna butcher we're the to... fuck out of your names. Well, like I said earlier, I've been watching the Americans a lot lately, so I think that's kind of helped with my Russian pronunciation of things. So you're basically an expert now. Yeah, basically. That's basically cool. an expert in just pronunciation. All things Russian. Not the actual like language itself in any ways. So, right. You know. Right. Just American <laughs> pronunciations of just of American names. pronunciation of Russian names. Well, that's great. That will do us <laughs> do us well here. That's why I keep you and around, I probably Joanna. well, and I probably think I'm a lot better at it than I actually am. We're gonna test you. <laughs> We're test gonna test you indeed. So what Dyatlov Pass is a place in the Ural Mountains. It actually was called some other series of letters and numbers before this particular incident. And kind of like U.S. Highway 12 or something. Right, except, except it there's was the Russian equivalent. So. A million numbers and yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's they just don't fuck around. They're, they're not just fucking like around we're just going to assign this like 25 numbers. And I don't even know if it's actually officially called Dyatlov Pass on like a map. I feel like maybe it is. Maybe. Because they've had a lot of places like that where it was something else and then somebody famous that passed through there for whatever reason, now it's named after them. And it really, whatever the series of letters and numbers are, don't really roll off the tongue. Right, like the, the Hidden Stretcher Traverse on Mount Everest, that was from like the guy who did it. Oh, right. He ended up fucking dying, but he was the one who actually fucking traversed that one fucking area on the mountain. So Appropriately named. Yep, there it is. And then, you know, got old eager Dyatlov. And, and uh, spoiler alert, he dies. Yes. And he actually wasn't old. He was incredibly young when he was like 23 or something. Something like that. 22, oh, yeah, 23, 23, 24. So sad. Some, they're all, everyone except for one of them was they were all early like, 20s. Most of them were college students at the Polytechnic Technical Institute or something. I think was it was called name? something different now or, or it was called something different then. but The year old Polytechnic Institute. Something like that. Yeah. It was 10 people who went up, went out on this trip and. They wanted to. They had their second, second level of outdoorsmen trophies or whatever, uh, like hiking badges or whatever the fuck. And to complete this outing, they would mm-hmm. get their level three certification for this thing. Right. And uh, back in the day, this is Cold War. It was awesome for you as a person you the, the government would be that's a big thumbs up you're a good communist if you had survival skills like that right because you yeah. could be conscripted at any time and best that you know how to survive in the uh unforgiving russian wilderness right so these guys these kids 10 of them it's the place they go to is a fucking clusterfuck to get there mm-hmm. they got to take a train and a bus and a truck and they walk for a bit and ski for a bit and finally, it takes several days of travel to get to where they're at. Uh, apparently, to start their several days of travel. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. There was in, this is 1959 in Russia. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a whole lot of shit going on as getting students out to go skiing. Right. Now, apparently, at the railway station, one of them was singing. It's okay, kind of a yeah. hothead. There was a couple of singers in the group. I thought. Well, yes, but yeah. this one was singing, and he was kind of a hothead, and the cops mm-hmm. looked at him and. 
he didn't like the way the locks the cops looked at him or something so they tossed him in jail for a little while <laughs> but they just released him without charges. He was just a punk kid. And well, I think he's just being a dick to cops to probably, like, shown off to the two That seems like girls. a bad idea since they can just kind of, like, haul you in jail for whatever reason. Yeah, you're... Like, oh, I'm out here singing. Well, hey. Apparently, dude. like, you can... I mean, I feel like if a cop tried to do that... He possibly the egged today, the cops like, on. You know, like, hey, what do you guys... Like, fuck you, can, pigs, or whatever. Known to, to take matters in their own hands and not yeah. follow the Constitution. I as well so right well these ones just fucked with him and let him go yeah so then that was the train that was when they were between trains and then there was a bus and then a truck and then was a horse and sleigh and after the <laughs> an horse, and sleigh, horse and sleigh an actual horse and sleigh and after that that's finally when they're on skis and, and, and on foot to get to where they're going uh, they're so they're laden with heavy packs full of all kinds of shit and the ural mountains like they it basically goes across like up and down western russia northwestern so, russia yeah. yeah so like the top half the border is the arctic sea and then uh the other side of the ural mountains is like siberia like one side's like russia proper and then it's the siberian territory on the other side and at the bottom is like kazakhstan kazakhstan or something kazakhstan yeah. which of course at, in 1959, that was all just the fucking Soviet Union. Right. Remember in elementary school when it was just like the USSR? And yeah. that was like the easiest thing on the geography? Totally. Right. Because oh, it was that? like this giant... USSR. That was the USSR. Yeah, that was that was way easier than now. Yes, now it's like so many different countries. See, now there's money in map making again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So let's see here. They uh, This whole excursion was supposed to be about three weeks, but it's not set in stone because, again, this is 1959. And it's February in fucking Siberia. Yeah, January, you know? end of January, beginning of February. Colder, yeah. So there's going to be delays due to weather. There's going to yeah. be delays just because Dyatlov had you got to walk. They had a sports club. They were supposed to notify by telegram, I guess. Yeah, by telegram. By telegram, yes. a cert by a certain day. But he had told us, you know, the one guy, Yuri Yudin, who ended up not completing the trip and he he, he didn't behind. make it he didn't it make it because 28th he starts to feel sick right and then he had to turn back but uh he had heard from igor dyatlov himself that there might be like a delay oh yeah there was always delays so, for that and dyatlov had done it the year before too mm -hmm, yeah. so it wasn't like they weren't noticed to be missing exactly yeah apparently your Yudin had rheumatism or some kind mm -hmm. of nerve problem so it was exacerbated by the cold uh, he turns back on the 28th after the truck ride so i don't know if he stayed around wherever the fucking truck dropped him off and waited until the horse and sleigh picked the rest of them up or oh my gosh it's like you got no fault you're out inside in the mountains in the ural mountains you know Russia, Siberia, whichever side you're on, I mean... It's fucking colder it's than fucking shit. It's fucking colder than shit, and there's, like, nobody around, and there's no phones. No anything. As it turns out... And you're well, just kind of like, oh, like, hopefully I can, like, make it back before, like, I, you know, starve or freeze or something. Well, as it turns out, this saved his life. Yes, because it, it actually he, well, did. Because, well, I mean, eventually he died, but he didn't die until April 27th, 2013. Oh, wow. So, so he, he lived... lived for a good long while. Yeah. Now, this whole trip, it was a fun trip. These kids didn't have much to do as far as fun stuff is concerned. So they brought, like, a couple fucking mandolins up with them. Mm -hmm. and Didn't they, they took, write, like, a little newspaper? Like They took no. Every, they all had journals. They took notes. They had journals, and, but then they, they had, like, their 
pretend newspaper for the group. Because they were taking pictures yeah. and shit, too. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. But they all looked happy. It was all mm-hmm. smiles. Everyone smiles yep, the whole time. Everyone's cool. Everyone's having a good time. Everyone's, it's, it's great. Camping in the fucking mountains and goddamn Russia. It's a test of skill for one. And that's right. something that the government just, truly is ugh. thumbs up about. Because, again, you could be conscripted at any time. And they would prefer you have some skills and you're not just some jack off playing xbox or whatever of course they didn't have xbox Xbox. then but nevertheless oh my gosh it just doesn't seem like good times for me like i don't like every picture would be me like pouting right right well that's because you're not a russian kid from the late 1950s yeah that had to be some hardcore shit and it was hardcore because the environment was very fucking cold so we're talking negative 22 fahrenheit cold that is cold cold as shit fuck that yeah basically there's just a bunch of snow at this particular area and it's freezing freezing as fuck Uh, Mm. they're on foot they're on foot and skis i guess you're still on foot when you're on skis but nevertheless you glide a little bit more you get a little bit faster a little bit a little bit but cross-country skiing isn't actually all that fast at times there's and at this point they're going uphill too mm-hmm. uh, about february, february how do you even ski uphill i guess you guys gotta just like do switchbacks i don't i'm not a skier i've never skied or snowboarded so put a motor on it yeah it's like it's gotta be like diagonal like switchbacks because I, it's probably a lot of work if you just try and go vertical you're just gonna slide back down the fucking mountain probably you know probably i mean and i would imagine so you're not forward. going you're not yeah backwards not forwards mm-hmm. the wrong way that's the, totally the wrong way we don't want to go that way so february 1st is when they, they get to the foot of this mountain mm-hmm. and it is called something but it translates to dead mountain and i hear that's that doesn't necessarily mean because it's like cursed um no it's just because nothing grows on it right yeah and the mansi people which are the people that have inhabited this area for quite some time name things very literally mm-hmm. oh like, this is nothing dead mountain. grows there why do you it's call dead. that shit fucking nothing grows there oh it's a good thing to call it mm-hmm. very appropriate that makes sense so they begin they, they do set up sort of a base camp down near the bottom of it with all their extra with all the shit they're going to need for their return journey because mm-hmm. they know no one's going to come up on their stuff probably i mean even though there are native people there there's not a fucking shitload of them i believe today there's about six thousand, and so maybe so there still... was a bit more in 1959 or perhaps a bit let a, a bit less but probably not by a whole hell of a lot so not a lot of people no no so they go up the mountain mm-hmm. from here they bring the tents they're going to need, the supplies they're going to need to go up the mountain. and So they have their little cache of stuff for the way right, back Right, for their down. Way, way back out. And I, mean, I and guess... And I hear that they had kind of veered off course just a little bit. like. Well, they weren't supposed to go like to that a, mountain. There was a snowstorm, and they just kind of end up going up higher than they meant to and in the, in the wrong direction. But rather than kind of like go down to the woods and correct it, he just they just chose to like stop where they were i think it was yeah they were they, they did stop it was like 200 or 300 feet from the peak and i guess yeah there was lots of wind and it was very snowing and shitty out so there could have been they could have been camping where they camped because it was on a bit of a slope just to practice that right that's what i heard like you know um diatlov 
when it had that was like on his list of things to to do is, to get to level three mm-hmm. their level level three yeah, certification yeah, camp out or whatever. On it's like well like since we're here we may as well just do this it wasn't a very steep slope no no not very not very steep at all and it was pretty close to the top and they had this little camp stove thing you can see in some pictures it's they got this big ass fucking tent because they're all in one tent mm-hmm. and then you can see a pipe coming out of the end and this was something that uh that what's his name uh, the outlaw made and it's a stove like a fucking wood burning or coal burning or shit burning stove and it's just got a very long tube that exhausts all this smoke out mm-hmm. so they can cook food on there keep the tent warm because negative 22 degrees is colder than that fuck. that is really fucking cold yeah to be outdoors in- so a few weeks pass and uh, no one has really heard from these people yet yeah the date that they are supposed to receive the telegram comes and goes and then even like the allotted like oh well maybe they're just delay delayed um that time window has kind of come and gone so at at some point at uh, around the 20th of february that's when like the parents of some of these kids are like um you need to start looking for them we are concerned no one has heard anything from anybody now the weird thing about all of that so this is kind of where it starts to get weird, is that the criminal investigation was started, was opened on February 6th. That yeah. was before... That was before anyone even knew they were missing and that was anyone bef- went out to look for them. That was before they were even slotted to send a telegram back. I believe it was the 12th they were expecting to be able to send a telegram. And so that's when the criminal investigation starts. That's when it's dated, like on the... February 6th, yes. That's weird. Which is weird because, again, no one, no one even they weren't even knows, expected back yeah. yet. They weren't missing yet. It, was, it wasn't too long. So it was around the 20th that the, uh, the family starts harassing local government and uh, military and stuff to get them to start looking for them. In the meantime, mm-hmm. some friends and shit started going up onto the mountain right, to take like a look at all of this. Right, like fellow students. And isn't, I think it was a, a student. They, they were the ones that discovered the tent. The tent is like the first thing that's discovered, right? And the, the they ended up sending military and stuff, and they didn't in the military and the government. They didn't just start where they started and hike all the way up. They dropped several groups of people along their path. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't, I'm not sure who it was that found it. I didn't, I didn't really see that. It could have been some of the students. No, yeah, it was a student. Uh, what was his name? Mikhail Sheravin is the one who initially finds the tent and that was on february 26th and it was actually 984 feet from the top sorry i, I think it was that that's something like oh, 300 meters two or 300 okay yeah two or 300 meters right maybe. right yeah because, 900 984 you know, feet fucking, or so you know we're americans and meters just don't fucking make any goddamn sense to us and now this is off their chosen route <laughs> and this is confirmed by your yudin the guy who went home after the truck ride okay and mm-hmm. so the guy oh the guy finds the tent, but they don't actually find anyone to the next day because that's when more people, now that they found the tent, I think that's probably when a lot more people came to start searching. Now that they found them. the tent. Now, now that they found the tent. Now at this point, they, they come upon the tent and the tent is not standing anymore and there's a it's light collapsed. layer of snow over it. It seems like more than, I mean, they say a light layer of snow, but I mean, have you seen the picture of the fucking tent? Yeah, but it- It looks you, like there's a fuckload more than like- light snow i don't know it looks like i would say that it's probably relative it's not so i mean it's, it's not like for buried. Us, like i don't for really... us in washington state we're like holy fuck that's a lot of snow but there's probably only three inches on it 
and easily an amount of snow that could accumulate just from falling from the sky in goddamn January on a fucking snowy ass mountain. Right. I'm just saying that a light layer of snow. I feel like that's like like a dusting, you know. Okay, well, it's enough that the tent's down. There's like piles. There's some piles of snow on it, but you can still kind of see the front part of the tent where it was up, but then it's collapsed. Like one of the poles is it looks like it's still up or still yeah. mostly up. Mhm. Uh, now these tents aren't like the tents we have today. It's not that super light material, la la la. It's like heavy it's canvas. Fucking canvas and they don't zipper. Well, they they do zipper. This one No, zippered. this one had buttons. It got buttons, and the buttons are covered in like a canvas flap. Oh, okay. So, it was a heavy-duty tent. They actually have those now to still, but they're just way expensive, so no one really buys them. Right. I, kind of I spent, one. I think, 30 or 40 bucks on my one-man tent mm. at Fred Meyer, mm-hmm. and it's awesome. I love it. I like my six-person, like, really big tent, which I spent more than 30 bucks on, but totally. it's worth it. I don't, I only really ever sleep in the tent. I don't do much else. Yeah, well, I always go there to sleep. Me, so, yeah. yeah, I like I like to have a lot of room. I like yeah. comfort. Yeah, I don't have kids, so I don't need <laughs> the extra space. Now the tent is still kind of where they find it. It's kind of in a weird place because it's not that far away where there's a tree line, and so bad weather they could have got to a tree line and pitched their tent. Right, but I mean, but again, the whole yeah, the, the whole like camping, camping on, on the, a slope right, thing. Right, I think probably was the motivation. And this whole time, there's just motherfuckers tromping around this whole fucking place. Right. And so they th- it says that there's they like find... eight or nine sets of footprints leading from the tent. But it's just like, okay, like if there was snowfall, like how, how are the footprints like still there? Right, right. And also... Because this is, we're talking like, this is like weeks later. Yes. And, and if the tent collapsed snowed. because of snow... There must have been snow falling. There must have been snow falling, so it's weird to find, oh, look at these footprints leading down. And apparently the footprints are pretty much single file, and they're and they not do indicate super like they're deep, so it doesn't barefoot. look like someone just bolted. It looks like someone bolted, but then further down it became like kind of single file and very like kind of like concise and direct. Now the tent was cut from the inside. Mm-hmm. There was a big... Big-ass cut. Big-ass cut in the side of the tent, and that is where everyone exited. Possibly. Probably. Because, well, the, because the front the, was still well, shut. I heard it was a zipper, but you say buttons, but whatever. Uh, I guess we both had it confirmed that it was the tent... The regular entrance to the tent was not used. No, it was not used. They fucking cut and slashed at the tent and finally slashed... Heavy big, canvas. Heavy canvas. Got that slashed open, and it seems everyone went out from the tent. But they didn't scatter. They all went very calmly, uh, allegedly, apparently, is how it looks, one direction. And but, they all did it in various states of, of undress. Right, which would indicate, though, that there was some panic to it because... But only until they got out. They cut they cut themselves out of the tent, for one thing. Like they're, right. like, they're like, fuck the buttons. Because the buttons, pain in the ass. Yeah, pain in the ass probably takes a while to like get them pulled apart and obviously they're they're just like just cut through the side and get out even though we're in our underwear so definitely panic but but they all did kind of stay together and go to the same right we went went down the same to the same area so which is what like about a mile a third about a third of a mile actually that well that was when they lost the trail they continue in the direction the trail is going and that's when they reach the edge of the forest where there's a large cedar tree Mm -hmm. where they find two damn near naked male corpses 
They wouldn't be near naked. They said they're in their underwear. Underwear means not like boxer shorts. Okay, well. Okay, I, I'm assuming this means like long underwear. That well, is your underwear when you live in fucking Russia. In negative 22 degree weather, wearing one layer of underwear, regardless of whether it's long underwear or not, is damn near naked. Okay, I will give you that. But I don't think that they, I think they're in long johns at the minimum. Right, that, okay. That was their underwear. That is what, that is the. It was long. Lightest underwear. layer that you stripped down to when you were out in that environment. Nevertheless. Nevertheless. I'm just saying. They were like, dead as fuck. Long under this sleeves tree. and long pants, like thermal underwear. It was uh, the two guys named Yuri. Each each one was named Yuri. Yes. There there's, so there's Yuri's a total, total of three Yuri's. Mm-hmm. And this was Yuri Krivonoshenko and Yuri Doroshenko that were found dead. Uh, there was the remains of a fire there. Apparently, their hands and feet were burned. Probably because they were dying of hypothermia and couldn't feel them, and so they got them closer and closer to the fire. Yeah, that would have been my guess on it. So, so Kravonashenko. <laughs> Kravonashenko. So Kravonashenko actually had it was his foot and the side of his face, his temple that was burned, and then Doroshenko had his hands burned. I believe didn't they have? The, I thought they both had their feet burned too. No, just one had a foot burn and a head burn, and then the other had his hands burned. They both had bloodied faces, and um, Doroshenko had a fat lip. And then um, Kravonashenko had a chunk, like, off of the back of his knuckles. Like he'd punched someone? No, because they found the piece of flesh missing in his mouth. I wonder if he was trying to maybe bite his hand because he couldn't feel it. and Yeah, or like to like stifle a scream. Oh, maybe, yeah. Because something hurt, like, I don't know. Scared Something or to do with like the hypothermia or trying to warm yourself on the fire. And right. Burn, you know, who knows? Now the or tree, trying to keep himself awake from falling asleep because, I mean, that's... You fall asleep, you die. And exactly. These, all of these people... So he might have bitten his own hand because of that to try and keep himself away. But yeah, he bit a chunk of flesh off of his knuckles. He bit his own hand so hard. And all these people know all this survival stuff Mm -hmm. because this is they're they've they're not just amateurs. They've done this kind of shit before. This was this wouldn't be like you and me like oh hey let's go camping in the mountains, Nate. Yeah, no, nothing like that. Yeah, because we would be totally fucked. And we wouldn't go to the fucking Ural Mountains to do it anyway. No, that'd be a terrible idea. We wouldn't survive in any type of mountain situation. Not that cold, like mountain in the summertime. Nice, you know, campground. Maybe. Yeah, I'll survive that. Maybe. Um, now the tree that they found these guys under uh, looked like the damages, the branches were damaged about forty-five feet up, uh, like from the ground to forty-five feet up, as if it had been climbed. They mm-hmm. found bits of skin on it, like these guys that weren't and wearing b- very much. One of them had had abdominal like kind of abrasions, so that would make probably sense scraped for climbing, himself on the bark. Yeah, tra- climbing a tree, so it seems like they climbed a tree for some, per- maybe to look for something maybe to look for the tent maybe they lost didn't re- remember which way they'd come from mm-hmm. uh, maybe they were hiding from something um, but both of those guys died of hypothermia that mm-hmm. was what the, the the medical report was uh, confirmed which is going to happen rather quickly yes. when you are out in 30 degree below zero weather yes with, you know. in zero degree weather you will die of hypothermia pretty quick so Right. So the third body was actually Igor Dyatlov, and he was found about 300 meters. So tell me, how, that's like, what, 1,200 feet? 
That's about 984 feet. Okay. Thank you. Mr. Smarty Pants. Anyways. <laughs> he was found about 300 meters from, because I already forgot the number you gave me. 984. Thank you. From the cedar tree. Uh, like he was heading back towards the tent. Right. And apparently it looked like he had been crawling. Right. And he just was kind of found like face up, just kind of like, you know. Sort of like he was doing the thriller dance when the zombies do the, the two things. Right. With the, okay. The clawed hands. That part of the thriller dance. Yeah. Yeah. No. I guess his hands were clasped, though. I mean, the picture, I. Oh, clasped together. Yes. So not like the Michael Jackson video at all. But I feel, yeah, so not like the Michael Jackson video. All right. Like, you see him in the picture, kind of, like, hands up. But, yeah, they were clasped uh, against his chest, and then it looked like he had um, injuries, like, consistent with, like, being in a fist fight almost. They found the two Yuris first, mm -hmm. and then the next day they found Dyatlov and Kolmgorova, Zena. Okay. Who was apparently a hottie. She and apparently she also had her, her and Dialov had a thing too. Apparently, uh, why did you hear that? Oh, one of the things I watched. Yeah, I don't think that's true though. That's okay. Um, I don't know. I just I just don't like you know when they tried. There was something too I watched about like uh, how like they just checked to and had seen that she wasn't like sexually active and that they like you know examined her in that way just to make sure like there wasn't like a thing amongst the guys there. Right. I don't know. That just bugged me. Like, can we meet? Can we not make it about like sex and some sort of like stupid like sex scandal is what's causing these kids to die? To die? To <laughs> yeah. all flee out of their tent and fucking die? Because I feel like that takes away from the awfulness of what happened. Right. Like I... nine kids that are in their early twenties and yeah. Well, eight kids in the early twenties. Okay, and late one 30s. guy that was like our age. <laughs> But and yeah, and he actually came on uh, kind of last minute, but he had all of his proper certification. He was yeah, he was he was actually kind of a badass. Yeah, so so Zenaida was found so face down. She was six hundred thirty meters from the tent. I mean, not from the tent, from the cedar tree, going towards the tent. So she actually made it the furthest back towards the tent. And the one weird thing with her, aside from just minor cuts and bruises, she did have a large bruise um, on her lower uh, back area. So, like, she had been, like, something hit with something, like, kind of blunt. Smacked her in the back or something. Yeah, like, maybe she's, or like, she crawling and, you know, somebody, like, hits her as she's crawling or whatever. I don't know. She, uh, the cause of death of her and Dyatlov was also hypothermia. Now, yeah, so... In total, I mean, there's there's nine people, and so far six of them are going to end up having an official cause of death as hypothermia. Right, and four of them have only have been found so far. Right, so number so they, five. They find number five, which is Restim Slobodin, on March 10th. He was between Dyatlov and Zena. Yeah, 480 on, meters from the tree. 1,500 feet, uh, heading up towards the tent again. Mm -hmm. uh, again, appeared to be kind of crawling. Now, he also had marks on his fists, as if he had been fighting, and had also a fractured skull. Right, which they determined not to be a fatal injury, though. No, again, with him, hypothermia. Like, yeah, like it definitely probably would have slowed you down, but... 
ultimately he died of exposure. Yes, just like everyone else they've found so far. Now, all these people aren't dressed fully, but some of them are dressed in... It seems like as they find each person, they're progressively further dressed. So the first two are only in their long underwear. And then we've got these (laughs) other ones, which they have a shoe on or they have uh, a bit of a coat wrapped around their foot and and things like that. Well, you know what I think is, so third was Dyatlov and he was the one that was closest to the the trees. The trees. Yes. And he was also one of the three that had the fewest amount of clothes on. But uh, Slobodin, I guess, had more clothes on than they did. And it's possible that he might have actually seen, like, Igor die and grab some of his clothes as oh, yeah. he tried to make his way up because he ends up going up and then... That's what I would fucking do. Right. Like, okay. It's sort of what it appears is that they took the clothes off the clothes off the corpses. Right. Because really, what does a corpse need clothes for? Yeah, and you're out there in the freezing cold... Trying not to fucking die. Trying not to fucking die. Some people trying to get back to the tent. Um, yeah. And none of the injuries they had were really life-threatening injuries at this point. They'd all just come more or less superficial. Some a little bit worse than others, but for the most part... It was it was nothing that was fatal. What was fatal was the fact that they were all underdressed in the frigid, freezing cold. Right. Now, the final four corpses are found between May 3rd and May 5th. So, so it's like two it's months been a while. later. Yes, it's been quite some time. These final or four it's corpses. Actually three months later. It's three months. Yeah, well, yeah, three months. It's more two months, though, because they didn't find them until like the end of February. So it's almost March. Since they. Right, right, right. Since right, not since found. they died. It's three months since they died. Right, like two months. Because since. that was February 2nd, I believe, was when mm-hmm. they actually yeah. died. You know that it was that one guy's birthday yes the the the, he was 38 the day he died his 38th birthday so now these other corpses were found 200 feet away from the tree opposite the tent down the hill so they were further on down the mountain just just another 200 feet so that's not very far right now the reason they didn't find them right away is because they are they were under nine feet of snow and they didn't that's a lot of snow that's a now that's a shitload of snow Mm mm-hmm didn't nine feet see again you know nine feet of snow i don't even know how much that looks like yeah and that is what that is is, what they were buried under that is what they were buried under at the time when they were finding the other bodies i guess because it was a ravine so maybe more snow can pile up in the ravine falls into the ravine yeah and 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 piles up so that makes a little bit sense but it's like that whole thing with the footprints just bugs me. Right. Because I think clearly, clearly, it tended to collapse because, you know, some, the weight of so much snow on it. I don't think it would take much snow to collapse a tent, though. Probably not, because it's heavy and wet. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, if that that was enough to collapse the tent, then that should that would be sufficient to cover some fucking footprints. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, I think so, too. I mean... You only need like an inch or two, and that's why to they only tracks. found a few tracks, just tracks right next to the tent before they, you know a third of a mile knew they were gone. But uh, some of them, it's just weird because they claim like, oh well, we can tell that it was just like one shoe, or they had no shoes on when they ran out. And you know, obviously, when you find the bodies, you see that yes, it's true they didn't have any. Most of them didn't have any fucking shoes on or anything. But how could just, you tell from just how these could you tell from the prints? It just seems like a little prints. too 
you know, like, oh, we could even tell from the footprints that they ran out they of there without their shoes. On, right, they find them on February 26th, mm-hmm. and they died February 2nd. That's 24 days of fucking snow in the goddamn mountains in northern fucking Russia. Yeah. So. It's just a little too much, seemed, like. That seems ding, pretty weird. Yeah. Like, how could you. How could you fucking yeah. tell? So, out of these final four corpses, three of them had fucked up lethal injuries. Yes. Now, the fir- the the fourth one, so three of the four lethal injuries, the other one was another victim of hypothermia. Right. So, Kalevatov. I believe that was the one. It looked like he'd been punched in the throat or something, though, right? Said yes. deformed so, neck. Yeah, deformed neck. And it oh, just... It, and interesting. Uh, so, from what I researched, it basically got... It looked like he got punched in the fucking throat. And also had a broken nose, his eyes were missing, and there was an open wound behind his left ear. Now, the missing eyes, that was confirmed it was done because of uh, the snow melting. And your eyes freeze, and then there are a lot of liquid in them, and so they just sort of washed away with everything. Rot away. That was all done. I can't remember the term, the the exact term they used, but it was post-mortem all that shit happened. Yes. That was due to, like, soft tissue putrefaction. Yes, that's what it was. Yes. So, the interesting thing... Although it's creepy as fuck, I mean... Oh, definitely, yeah. Now, the weird thing of about this body is later they found that the sweater he was wearing, it was irradiated near the waistband. Yes, And he the had some... lower part of his pants were also irradiated. So, that's weird. It that is was, weird. And that was the one, the one of the but three you know, that died of hypothermia. He actually, he worked... Um, I think he was studying some sort of like nuclear physics. Well, the two that they in found in his college class in Russia. I mean, who who the fuck knows like what kind of precautions they were like not taking with oh, people right. studying sure. shit like that. I mean, it doesn't the fact that that two of them had radiation on their clothes because I think it's the the last one found. The other girl is the one who had. But it wasn't her. It wasn't her shirt. It was someone else's. Right. Because it was they one were of the guys that in... was dead under the tree. Oh, okay. And then, but he was the other one that worked around plutonium or something like uh-huh. that. Oh my god. And Ugh. also, I saw something where they they showed you how much it was tested, and two of the articles of clothing were just over regular, mm-hmm. and then the last the last piece was just under double what the regular is the re- the regular was 5000 units of whatever mm-hmm. the fuck and so the first one was just over like 5000 and one like 5100 so and the not... one was like 5500 but then the final one was 9600 or something like that so you know it but was it's not like it was fucking glowing it wasn't glowing it is weird that there was radiation on it but then again, maybe not though, because of how what they. But might where have, they worked, right? Yeah, because of where they worked. Just or weird. Studying, it was only the bottom so. part of the pants and the bottom part of the sweater, for the for the uh, the, what was his name, the, Kolkatov or whatever. Uh, now Kolkatov, yes, and two of the bodies actually had the gaping eye sockets, but you know, there's gaping orbits. The eyeballs are absent. It was a post mortem thing. A lot of well, the. Well, it was actually three, but the last ones were so number seven was. Um, Zolotarov. So he was the one that was the older guy. Yes, he, he was Alexander. Military. Alexander military. Zolotarov. Now this guy fought in World War II on the fucking front line. Yes. So he was one of what was it? Something like three or four percent of men that came back from that. Jesus Christ! It's he, like insane how many people were fucking killed. He received in medals in for World a close quarter fighting. 
So this motherfucker was up on the front lines with a goddamn bayonet carving up Nazis. Jesus Christ. So that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. He worked as a guide and instructor at various resorts. Apparently he was a ladies' man. Well, yeah. I mean, you're that much of a badass. That just... They got some ladies. Yeah, yeah. And died on his 38th birthday. Unfortunately. Uh, Five broken ribs. Yeah, so he is the first one that is discovered that actually has, like, these really fucked up injuries. Open head wound, exposing the skull. Yes. For one. And, like, the whole top half of his ribs were fractured every single one of them and his eyes were missing and he also had a he had a pen and a piece of paper in his hand oh i didn't see that yeah but nothing was written on it not yeah although it's weird to me like they're if he was buried under that much snow and snow melting like how can they tell that he had paper like didn't froze and didn't it was still cold enough that it didn't decompose i don't know i guess it just seems like paper once it gets wet it's just mush and just would kind of maybe not russian paper in the 19 fucking 50s well that was the best paper ever it was like poison (laughs) in the 30s russian paper in the 50s i don't think you know that for an actual fact i don't i'm just making shit up so yeah but I, i it stands it seems like russian paper would be like that really thin paper that you get sometimes on like the cheap a lot of drawing trees sketches in like that kind of brownish super thin paper that sticks together and you're like this paper fucking sucks they didn't it, no one that knew. is that is what russian paper no one knew I they could run out of trees be. back in the day so we just everyone just cut them down and use them for anything well, i imagine so. it would be pretty hard to run out of trees in siberia period oh i don't know, know. i think like, i think if we work hard enough we could do it <laughs> but i feel like in 1959 certainly that wasn't right not a concern, concern to sure anybody wasn't a concern Maybe to a few people, but them, them hippies weren't in fucking Russia. <laughs> Fuck no. Russia was not a place for hippies. No. No, not so much. They got sent to the <laughs> fucking gulag. Really, although they didn't really have, like, hippies in 1959 quite yet. No, they were beatniks then. Yeah. But there was none of those in Russia either. Right. Russia is not the place for anybody who can't just fucking get down with what Russia expects you to do. No. They, they'll send you the fucking gulag. Mm. So who do we have next, Joanna? So then next is let's talk about Dubanina last. <laughs> so to Well, yeah, because she is the she was the last one fought. So next is Tabo. Yeah, Tabo Brignoli's first name is on a different sheet of paper. So why don't you Nikolai. Give that to me? Nikolai. And he was found 2 meters away from World War 2 guy Zolotaryov. And he died of multiple skull fractures. So yes. his head was a fucked up mess. Yes, multiple skull fractures. Yeah. So as in, hit so hard as to break your skull more than one time. So also, and of course, also missing his eyes. It seemed like a lot of these things made a really big deal of the missing eyes, but. In actuality, not. It was but just you know, I mean, kind of the eyes would totally, totally be the first thing to go. Any scavengers, right? Would well, totally and go I mean, the they've been first. out there way longer. Like oh, the, yeah. the ones that they found within a few weeks of them dying, like you could really still see a lot, and because cold is a great preservative. I mean, that's why they stick bodies in the morgue in the fucking freezer. Yep. But then after everything starts melting because it's right. You know, because be now it's been like and months and it's springtime and the snow is melting. Then decomposition sets in pretty quickly, but yeah. they, they were just kind of in a really horrific state when they were found. So oh, yeah, none I think of them that's, looked, they, uh, that's why they that's reiterated. And the thing with Ludmilla is 
pretty fucked up because I don't think that's all attributed to who Dubinina. Yeah, Ludmilla Luda. Dubinina. Apparently, Luda was what her her nickname yes, was. That's that's a common nickname for Ludmilla. Yeah, so she was she was fucked up. Mm-hmm. Those, she, she was the had, one wearing the irradiated sweater that belonged to Krivoshenko. Mm-hmm. And she had several broken ribs. She had her nose broken. And missing eyes. Missing eyes, but also her tongue and the soft tissue around her mouth was missing, which again, you could possibly attribute to the putrefaction, but they found a significant amount of blood in her stomach well now what i weird it wasn't a significant amount of blood it was about 100 milliliters of a dark red slimy mass is what was found which they thought could be blood there was some probably blood and food because they had died five or six hours after their last meal and so to give you an idea of how much 100 milliliters is you know those airplane bottles of liquor Mm -hmm. those are 50 milliliters so she had roughly what it was like two shots in each of those so roughly four shots of this red slimy stuff which if it was blood though that's kind of a lot of blood but if it's blood mixed with food then it's probably more food and the blood just died it enough blood to die it that's just still a weird amount of blood to swallow possibly but if you've got massive internal injuries broken ribs and shit Mm -hmm. i mean i'm sure blood can find its way into your stomach or if you bite your tongue off, too. Well, it didn't say. It, it said the diaphragm of the mouth and tongue is missing. So that's the soft tissue around the mouth and the, the mm-hmm. tongue itself. But it's not indicated in the medical report how it was removed. Right. And I don't doubt that it, it probably just putrefied and, like, I went away. But know. I think I feel like it was probably severed. Possibly, but it didn't. It doesn't. It does but, not. But indicate nobody at all. else. It doesn't say anybody else's tongue was fucking missing. Exactly. Like that's so. Weird. Why would it be with a putrefaction if if it was right, only like hers. all three of the like uh, eyeballs? The, all four missing. of them, yeah. I guess. It was all four of them that were. There was four that were in the ravine. Yes. One died of hypothermia, but he still lost his eyeballs. Right. Because they were all in the ravine. They were all their bodies were all sitting there for much longer, and uh, under that snow melt. So it makes sense for all of them to be missing their eyeballs, but then only her. Only one missing their tongue. Only she yeah. is missing her tongue. And scavengers. Why would scavengers be like, eh, oh, we want her tongue. Right. She wasn't even the hot one. <laughs> Unless maybe it had either been renewed or she could have, you know, they think that she fell in the re- I mean, she could have bitten. She could have bitten it off or something. Maybe, and then but because it it's disconnected like from her body in some she, way, like what, something she ate it or threw it, it or she, and then somehow lost a bunch of the, I, it seemed like from the description is that she was missing her tongue and it wasn't like bit it not bitten off. She was missing it a significant amount of tongue, like tongue that went down the throat. Mm-hmm. And so maybe getting it torn out was the reason that she was missing some of the, the rest of the diaphragm of the mouth. I don't know. I have no idea about the tongue. Neither do I. So that's that's pretty fucking weird. Other uh, than I think that some something extra kind of happened with that. Now there was some in the, in the report about the, the radioactive stuff. Uh, it was here's a quote here. I have the clothes were contaminated as radioactive dust fell from the atmosphere, or the clothes were susceptible to contamination when in contact with radioactive substances. Which basically means they're not really sure how they became radioactive, but okay. in in long official talk, right? 
So May 28th, they close the criminal case, and the investigation is discontinued. They also, the criminal case that was opened before... Before they were even supposed to right. contact them that they were coming back. Which is interesting. Now, this they also closed off this mountain for three years after all of this. Yes. Like, that's weird. Like, why three years and... Like, why? Why did they close it completely? So, the criminal invest the guy who, the, 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 the lead investigator, his name is, was Lev Ivanov. Mm-hmm. And he was hired by the state prosecutor to do all this shit. What he concludes about this whole thing is the cause of death was an unknown compelling force, which the hikers were unable to overcome. Yes, an unknown compelling force of... I thought it was an unknown compelling force of nature, or... That's not what I have. Or just an... But maybe. Just a, compel, oh, a compelling unknown force, I The think. cause of death was an That's unknown compelling force, which the hikers were unable to overcome. Later on, he said he thinks that UFOs were to blame. Well, I heard that he said that it was just... He was very much... Well, people did see, like, weird lights... Yes, for the days night. before that night and also several days after. Right, so they did see some weird lights in the sky. But I think Ivanov was saying that he was strongly encouraged to not mention any aspect that might possibly be extraterrestrial. Strongly encouraged. He was strongly encouraged. Strongly, you know. By the, you know. You know, Lev. <laughs> if you could. Soviet uh, higher ups. It's a nice mustache you have there, Lev. Be a shame if anything happened to it. Right. How about you just don't talk about them lights? See. Yeah. Exactly. You didn't. You did not see any lights. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That was pretty good. <laughs> now the reason he thought it was UFOs was I mean there were the reports of the lights, but also the trees in the area had these circular scorch marks on them. Yes. Kind of like one of those crack torch lighters. Mm-hmm. So if you just put it right up next to something. And it, it burns it a bit. That's what it looked like. Like like a beam, a directed beam hit it. But there were no tracks or any or any evidence of anything happening there. So So yeah, that ties into my theory of what I think happened, which we can So there are a shitload of theories for this deal. Uh, now we have to do we well, do have to remember that this is the Cold War. And it's also the space race. So there's all kinds of shit happening. There's people Probably a lot of secret stuff, too. Well, definitely a lot of secret stuff. Definitely. So, lights in the sky, they could be anything. It, I mean... It could be, like, weapons testing. It could be aircraft testing. It could be actual fucking aliens. Now, they did have a... a the final picture that was on the camera was this weird, blurry thing. It could right, have it been looked orbs. Like, it looked like spots of light that was really blurry we'll post like it a on big the... blurry blob of light and then a couple other lights next we'll, to it we'll post it on the facebook page when we which really the could episode. be anything i mean light does some weird things through cameras now the like i said earlier these lights have been seen several times uh, another hiking group 19 miles south of the diatlov group group mm-hmm. they saw these lights i think the, they are i think they were the ones that saw it on this on the night of the incident Okay. Now, military also confirmed seeing these lights. The Mansi confirmed seeing these lights. Which, again, are the native The natives. Been there people. for since 1200 BC. They just live up in the fucking mountain. The, the Russians left them up. They fucked with them for a really long time. And then they just decided to leave them there. 
just so they had basically boots on the ground to say, this is Russia, these mm-hmm. are Russians, sort of like what the Canadian government did with the Inuit during the time they were exploring the Northwest Passage. Hey, you guys want to live up here? Mm-hmm. Give you a little bit of cash. You can hang out up here, just boots on the ground. Right. Somebody's there. Yep, yep. The orbs were seen moving across the sky. They were hovering at varying heights. Uh, some say for a few seconds, seconds, others say for minutes. Um, now, and it could be anything, but the rockets wouldn't be launched north. The only kind of rocket it would be in that remote of a location would be an ICBM. And those motherfuckers were pointed west. Right. Not into the <laughs> middle of nowhere. The launches happened much further south of where they were. So... So there was no there was, like, test it, launching of... No, there was no test launching. Uh, some people have said it was some sort of meteorological phenomena. Now they don't know what sort of meteor- meteorological... <laughs> Try that word one more time. They don't know what sort of meteor... <laughs> they don't know what sort meteorological? of phenomena. Meteorological? Yes, they don't know what sort of phenomena. Uh, but they think it was some sort of that word phenomena. Uh, meteorological phenomenon yes i don't know i've seen meteors like they don't they're not like big i mean don't really hover the perseid meteor meteor (laughs) now now you're making me fuck up there you go (laughs) the perseid meteor shower was just a couple weeks ago and it's just like a shooting star basically that's a fucking like meteor right and for it's not like orbs of light floating around it sort of insults these people's intelligence to think that because these weren't stupid people these people yeah were college kids yeah and i'm sure the other group was i mean i don't know the other group maybe they were a bunch of plebs i I doubt it though they were probably also college kids because that's what kids did in 19 right and i feel like russia is just not a place where you get fucking hysterical and say stuff that's like blown out of proportion and not no, really true not after you because been you're just hardcore I mean, no. and you just keep it motherfucking real in russia there's just none of that toss you away someplace right exactly there's no hippie bullshit no no hippie bullshit no you know like pussy like oh my god it was some crazy thing when actually it was like nothing right no. right no 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 it could have been a bigfoot or a yeti but they didn't find any tracks but they did conveniently find all of their tracks. No, not all of them. Only a first third of a mile of their tracks. Right. From the tent, about a third mile down the hill. That was it. But no Bigfoot So well tracks. preserved, they could tell that it was barefoot. Right? Mm-hmm. It's fucking perfect. You know what I saw, which was funny, because there is allegedly those same that same guy's roll of film that they developed that had the weird light picture. Oh, yeah. There's also like, uh, like a Sasquatch picture or like a Sasquatch-esque figure. Oh, really? Figure coming out of the woods it's just but it's like basically like all black like a black shadowy figure but it does look a little bit like sasquatch but anyways they're like well zoologists examined the photo and determined that it had human proportions not sasquatch proportions and i'm like how the fuck do they know what sasquatch proportions are (laughs) Like, I guess being able to say, like, no, this figure has human proportions. Probably from other evidence that they've, uh, photographs and shit they've seen of of Sasquatch. Right, but except that none of that is actually ever proven to be true. That's, you know, So, it's just like, you know, it's like, we don't even know for sure if Sasquatch or Bigfoot exists. I mean, like, I kind of believe maybe he does a little bit. I'm not discounting that. But it's like, we don't know it to the point where you can be like, you know his proportions. 
Right, right. Yeah, no, I know. I, I agree with you there. To where, like, somebody, like, gives their expert opinion that, like, no, those aren't Sasquatch proportions. As if they'd seen it and studied it. Right, exactly. So I just thought that was a little humorous. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think always, it was a Yeti or Sasquatch. There's always the right military now. angle of things. So there's there's a few. There's could have been a KGB cover-up for some reason. Oh, I think there was a cover-up involved, for sure. Why would the KGB leave the bodies if they were... I mean, wouldn't you just... If you were the KGB, just disappear these motherfuckers? You could do that, but there was so many of them. That's that's a little that's a lot of disappearing to have to do. Yeah, that's true, but the most of the secret It's not weapons, like two people go into the woods and disappear. This is fucking like nine goddamn people. Yeah. Experienced hikers. You yeah. gotta come up with some sort of better story than they just vanished into thin air. Than what, the story of... We don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's also unlikely, really, the KGB had much going on up there, since all this, most of the secret mil- military tests were happening in Siberia proper, not in the fucking the borderlands, shitty of mountains in between. Although, so, you know, I guess the, you just you have a lot of space out in Siberia. It's oh, yeah. like you wouldn't necessarily have to go way up into the mountains. No, no. That border Siberia in order to carry out testing. It seems like you could do that probably pretty close to wherever you're based out there. And perhaps it was a secret military base they stumbled on. In the general area, they did have plutonium processing plants, had nuclear warhead storage, mm. tank and aircraft manufacturing. But just to name a few, why would you just leave them there? And this is a place that people come with a relative frequency. So why would you have a secret military base where you know people are going to go? Right. I saw something about it could be U.S. Special Forces uh, because at the time there was a big, like, we didn't know who's got more bombers. Do we do or do, or do they? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, so it could have been, like, a U.S. covert mission to find get a lay of the, la- la- lay of the again, land. Again, if you're and, trying to look, see how many bombers, they're not going to have the bombers hidden in the fucking mountains. No. and The bombers are going to be at, like, a fucking Air Force base where it's, like, nice and flat and there's, like, a fucking right? runway and shit. I like, mean, maybe looking for the manufacturing places, but still, I mean, again, why would, if the Ameri- if we did it, if Americans did it, why would the Americans leave the bodies like that? And most of them died of hypothermia, so where they're just holding them at gunpoint, wait, waiting for them to freeze to death? Right. I mean, like, that's there's just... not a lot, I mean, a lot of the theories kind of, like, half fit right that is the frustrating right. thing about this nothing story actually... is that nothing 100 percent fits enough to where you can be like okay that must have been the scenario right because so it's everything everything is so easily oh that's not it the scenario as we know it is that there was some reason they cut themselves out of the goddamn tent they all run out down to the cedar tree basically try and start a fire Keep them warm. It's possible that the the two that died by the fire were injured or uh, not doing well in some way. So Didn't the take, three other yeah. the three that Diatlov and uh, Zena, and the other guy, and the other guy, um, start trying to make their way back to the tent to get supplies, bring food down. One of them had maybe climbed climbed up before to see if they could see where the tent was, see if whatever caused them to leave and flee the tent was still around. But then each of them kind of sequentially die of hypothermia getting back to the tent. Right. right. And then the other four must have stayed back with the two by the fire. 
and for some reason and gone what, the other direction. Right, because probably because they died. And the two people died. To they start... took their clothes. They took the clothes from and whatever clothes that the the two had. And went to head back. The to two Yuri's had, yeah. and and but no, they went. They kept on going further into the woods, maybe to take more shelter. Well, because... they're going down downhill, so yeah. the base camp's down at the bottom of the mountain. So maybe they're trying to get back to the bottom of the mountain so they can right. get. Right, and then somehow those four end up in the ravine. One of them dies of hypothermia and three die of some sort of crushing injury that they don't seem to think was because of falling into the ravine they don't they they equate this sort of injury to as if they had been in a car crash or an explosion now that leads us to another theory they have pressure another theory i saw was parachute bombs Yes, this is the one that I like. Par- drop par- the- well, parachute mines. Parachute how- mines. Okay, yes. tell, tell us about parachute mines, Joanna. Well, they basically drop them out of a fucking plane with a parachute on, and they detonate about one meter above the ground. It's approximately three feet. Yeah. And they do cause similar damage to those found in the ravine. So- and probably similar damage to people who, you know, would step on mines that were in the ground, which would usually... Well, well that no, would be because, actually to blow you the fuck up. Because that one blows you the fuck up. Yeah. These ones, apparently, it was... It was meant it's to, more like a like a, like a the, sonic the force damage. of it, yeah. yeah. Now they also say it could be an avalanche. I don't think it was. I an don't avalanche. think it was an avalanche. They 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 think it's an avalanche because of the snow on the tent, and maybe that forced them out of the tent. However, they were really close to the peak, and they weren't on an incline that was enough where avalanches normally happen. Right, and there maybe, was very little avalanche danger. Yeah, so it's and if there was an avalanche, where would they have found the fucking tracks? Right, and. Why wouldn't the tent be completely gone? So, I, I mean, don't everything was basically in order in the tent. Oh yeah, and then on the outside, all of the, the tent shoes as well. lined up. The, the only thing about the, the tent is just that the it was collapsed. The the roof had collapsed inwards because of the snow that had fallen. But once you zipped up the uh, unzipped or unbuttoned the tent, everything on the ground was perfectly in order. Right, right, and maybe. A coal fell out of the... Um, oh, did you see the theory about the smoke? It could have been it, yeah. And that's why they cut but a couple But why didn't they say and... anything about the tent being burned? It seems like there would have been some yeah. evidence of a fire having... That's true. That's true. ...been in the tent for them to or cut maybe, out of the tent. maybe there was a, a blockage in the exhaust, and right. so they were trying and why, to... And why would they run that direction? Why would they run so far away just because of... Just because... A little bit of smoke yeah, I can in your see tent. like get out of the tent. There might be a fire starting, but then maybe you, you stand around, you make sure the fire gets out, and then go back. And then the you go back tent, in the fucking put on tent. Your fucking clothes. At the very least, they were going away, so they had that cache. Remember? Yeah, yeah. The, the down their base camp area. Down the base thing, camp the cache, with like yeah. more supplies and food and everything. You you think if you're going to run away from the tent, but you're not doing it in a panicked way. You're doing it in an organized. We need to leave this tent. Then why you would, would you go- stop and put your fucking shoes and shit on? negative 22 degrees right well even if it was it was like oh my god fire get out of the tent you know i don't know it seems like it'd be odd to keep running in the opposite direction of where they had food and supplies right also that were outside of the tent it might be like oh let's go at least grab our food it's fucking something i don't know fucking something it's just don't the the fire thing just doesn't make sense to me fire and avalanche just yeah Neither one of them makes sense to me. If it was an avalanche and they got those crushing injuries from an avalanche, the four or the three that died from crush injuries, why are they the ones that made it the furthest away? Well, exactly. And why isn't there... Exactly. And you'd think that... Any why are the most damage... injured ones the ones that got the furthest? Yeah, just... Avalanche, just... I think it's bullshit, too. Yeah. No, they did... Ex- I think the Mansi did it. 
Well, I think they blamed them because that made an easy target. Like, let's just blame the natives. But they discounted that very early on. The tribe helped search. Right, uh, and they're like... Plus, there was no other tracks. Well, yeah, and... No gunshot injuries. These guys have guns. Uh, the area that these... The, is known to have tourists. The man, the, the, the Mansi know this area has tourists. Uh, and he, also, they still had blankets, hatchets, and knives at the tent so why would and they their take, money too and, no why less. would they I mean, take mo- useful things yeah and that nobody like did anything to them and then took their useful things for themselves right so right. clearly that wasn't a, a motivated a motivator by an outside party no animals they didn't find any animal tracks um bears fucking hibernate right so they're not gonna run into any of that they're wolves maybe there's wolf packs I don't know how the wolves would have killed these people in that way. Why there were no, I don't know, bite marks or anything besides the one from the guy who bit his own hand. Right. So yeah, that, that seems odd. I don't think I've ever seen a wolf fracture somebody's skull without leaving any external marks. No, no. Or break have all I. of their ribs. Neither have I. Like, what did they do with their paws or something? Like, did they did they jump on him really hard? <laughs> I mean, a wolf can definitely fuck you up, but that's mostly because it's oh, gonna like bite the shit out of you and rip out your big. flesh. It'll kill the shit out of you. Yes, but because it's, it's got not, strong jaws and not sharp gently. teeth, and it's gonna you know bite some hunks out of your jugular until you fucking bleed to death. That's right. how it's gonna. It's not gonna crush you to death. No, no. Without leaving any teeth marks. Leaving any teeth no. marks or scratch marks or anything like that. That's not. Now, they also said something about paradoxical undressing. You know what that one is? Yeah, that's where you are suffering from hypothermia, but somehow you get you get a sensation very close to when you're going to actually die from hypothermia, and you feel hot suddenly, and so you start ripping off all your clothes. And what that is is I believe that's your limbs dying and your blood rushing to mm-hmm, your core. Something like that. And and it's not and then some- that tends to speed up the actual hypothermia because, you know, you just ripped off the last clothing that you had because you thought you were hot. And how would this happen to all of them at the exact same time? Well, and I, don't, I didn't see are... anything about clothes being found. You think they would have been found, like, more undressed? All their clothes are in the fucking tent. Right, right. They so... didn't take anything off. If anything, they were putting more stuff on exactly. from people who died. Exactly. They were trying so... to, to put more clothing on. They weren't taking it off i mean paradoxical so all... undressing is a definite thing but i that is not a thing that happened no. here in my opinion like, and they, at all all these people again we've said it several times they fucking knew what they were doing mm-hmm. they weren't just getting hypothermia in a tent where they've got a fucking stove it's just yeah it's just bullshit um maybe there was ergot contaminated the bread and so they were tripping and they had like a bad trip acid? yeah wow and they had a bad trip and all just fucking freaked out you know, but I just don't buy that. I, I can buy one person freaking out, and then maybe a couple have to go after him, pin him down. But nine get, people? You know, like, no, Yuri, no, Yuri D. Yeah, you're I've, fucking losing your shit. You need to get back in the tent, dude. I've had some hallucinogenic experiences, and it's never, ever happened where everyone has freaked out at the same time. Right. Because one person did. I've seen plenty right. of one person's freaking out. Yeah, but that's never... not an unusual thing to have. Like, you know, there's always that one guy that fucking can't handle his acid and but totally loses his shit. People? But nine people? No, no. 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 No, I found something about, did you see, the golden woman. I did not see anything about the golden woman. Tell me about the golden woman. Well, what they said was that this was an area where they golden woman hunted. And she is called the Zol Zolataya. Let's see here. 
Zolotaya. Spell it out for me. I'm an expert. <laughs> Z-O-L-O-T-A-Y-A. Zolotaya. Zolotaya Baba. The Zolotaya Baba. Now, I actually didn't find any information about it at all that said it was anything but a golden idol. I didn't see about it hunting anyone. Nothing. It was maybe... So it wasn't in, the golden idol statue that hunts people and kills people? Well, some people believe that maybe it's an alien robot that no longer works. Interesting. And so they think that this thing just lives out in the fucking Ural Mountains. Right. I, that's, I, that's what some of these articles said. However, when I actually read about the idol, they said that it was – they didn't know much about it. That maybe it was made in ancient Sumeria around uh, 2500 B.C., but Maybe no one's ancient seen India. This actual idol. Not since the fifteen or sixteen hundreds. The So allegedly. The Mansi mm-hmm. say that they have hidden it away because they didn't want the, the Russian government to get a hold of it. I don't think that Right. So this they, I mean, there are fucking statue did fucking <laughs> anything to anybody ever. Some golden statue just comes to life and fucking kills right. nine it's, people. It was mainly used by priests. It was a, it was a uh, maybe a golden. What the fuck? Maybe a golden Dalek. That would fuck you up. Yeah, but this isn't a Dalek. Mm-hmm. It's a woman. So I'm just saying. As far well, you said something about like a alien robot thing. Although I know right. Daleks aren't robots, no. but. But still, nevertheless, a golden Dalek. Imagine yeah. they, they stumbled upon. That must be what happened. They stumbled upon a Dalek. Yeah, it was woods. one of the yellow ones. Yeah, they have they have yellow ones, and then it just killed the shit. No, because there was no laser injuries to them. Right. And and Daleks would just exterminate them, and they would sort of poof into nothing. So maybe they don't one corpses. just appeared in their tent, and that's why they all ran out and freaked out and panicked. I don't know because then the tent would have got stuck around the Dalek, and it would have. But can't they teleport? No. Oh. Not just inherently. Well, I mean, but what the fuck? I mean, it's like they magically they magically appeared on that goddamn ship. It wasn't magic. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now, okay? <laughs> How did they appear on that fucking ghost ship one? Uh, there was something with time travel. They were in one okay, of their ships or something. Okay, time travel. But time but was, travel, they, they but were they in a ship. It was, but you didn't see the ship. All you saw was a Dalek suddenly on the fucking ship, and everyone jumped off i don't remember how the dog showed up i i know we watched that cue episode up, but cue up the fucking doctor episode with the dog we, we can we can do it later it was on the mary celeste that's what on the, the mary was. celeste yeah. yes the mary celeste dalek episode yeah. so fucking classic yes but yeah i mean maybe they just time traveled right into their goddamn tent and they were just like let's get the fuck out of here maybe that's that uh, shit that's a better as <laughs> good as answer as we're really getting as a golden robot woman yeah Although, I guess there are some Zolo, weird Zolo like, stone Baba. idols and statues um, that are in that area that they that they have found, which are, you know, kind of like a cool thing. There's, there's some weird stuff that goes on in the Ural Mountains, believe it or not. There is that one explosion, the Tunguska explosion, and that happened June 30th, 1908. It was like a huge blast. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh like, yeah, they don't know what the hell happened. They, they don't know, know what the fuck happened with that. And it was it like level gigantic. trees and shit. Yeah, level trees and it it was in central Siberia, so it was a little bit a little further off, away from yeah. from the the Ural Mountains because that's just borders the Siberia area. Right. But um, anyways, yeah, it they think it might have actually created a lake and 
it, the blast had the force of like a 15 megaton nuclear weapon. Which we didn't have in 1908. Right. It was like a thousand times more powerful than the Hiroshima bomb. Yeah, we certainly didn't have that in 1908. And it flattened trees over an area roughly the size of Tokyo. Yeah, that's some fucking serious so shit. So that's a lot. And that was in 1908. And yeah. And we they don't know what the fuck did that. They have no fucking idea what the fuck did that. Because that was not Russia. That was not us. We had we weren't even close to having that kind of technology. It oh, was no. Not, and we weren't again. We, it wasn't something man-made, but it was some super powerful. And I guess, you know, they can't prove it was like a meteor or See, something. 1908 that was still the czar right yes because it wasn't until like, it was still a monarchy it was still a monarchy that, in russia yeah yeah because it wasn't until the end of world war yeah, one the that they actually fucking yeah. killed them all yep yep so yeah i mean it, that's crazy shit so that is crazy shit yeah there's there is some weird stuff that has happened in in the area so but i just don't think it was like a golden fucking no no alien robot one of the other things <laughs> that actually died the rumor died quickly was they thought that maybe they're defecting but no that that where little the ludmilla, fuck would they little go? ludmilla was found without her eyes and tongue and her ribs all crushed to shit she was like an avid communist they were all good communists you're they were Yudin, all good dutiful communist you're you the one kids. that survived and all of their families were just like no fuck you these guys are awesome communists you guys got to go eat and eat dicks because you're saying this stuff Although Yuri Yudin Soviet Russian, is, the dicks eat you. I thought, did say that he thought, like, the Russian secret police, like, fucking did some shit. Possibly, but it's hard to tell. Right. The KGB. There's a couple things that actually didn't seem like complete bullshit to me. So now every, everyone involved in all of this all had to sign non-disclosure agreements. Now, one guy, he was a pilot. He was the, actually the first person on the scene. He flew over it the day before the other people found it, before they actually found the tent. And he saw people on foot, alive people on foot, and dead people in areas around the tent. And so he thought that it had been found already. So, So like, that people were already investigating the scene? That's what he thought. However, then they didn't find him until the next day. So it's and they possible. still didn't even find them the next day. They just found the tent, and then the next day after that is when they started finding bodies. So maybe they were killed elsewhere, and this was staged, because that would say why they were on that fucking mountain that they weren't supposed to be on in the first place. And how could they get lost getting to that mountain? Because Dyatlov had done that same trek the year before. Well, I would so, say under really bad weather, though, when you're on a fucking mountain with snow no, no, no. Going, it's easy they to get weren't lost. supposed to go to that mountain. They weren't supposed to go. To the they mountain, weren't supposed period. to go to that fucking mountain. Period. Says who? I Yuri, I, the living Yuri, the living Yuri. Yep, the living Yuri confirmed that that mountain was not on their route. So that's possible. That's weird, though. I just don't see them deviating that much. Because if they were I, killed elsewhere I, and I, their body was staged, then <laughs> it would be hard for them to have much say in the matter. True, true. I just thought that they had camped there because there was a slight deviation to where they were supposed to be, be due to a snowstorm. So then they were just like, fuck it, let's just stay where we are. We're on a slope and let's go. Right, right. Well, no, it's the, that whole mountain thing was not supposed to be the the deal. I mean, people went to that mountain. Mm-hmm. Like, well, like you but, said, like a lot of people hiked through there. Yeah, so. but that wasn't, I mean, a lot of people, but 
people did. Yeah, but this is just what Yuri is saying. Yeah. After the fact, so we don't know. I don't. I'm not a hundred percent convinced that they weren't not supposed to be on the mountain at all. Right. I'm convinced they were off course from where they were supposed to be. They were definitely. They weren't off supposed course. to be on that particular part of the mountain for sure, like that side of it, or as far up as far up as they were. But it's just it, still but... weird that this pilot flies over and sees the day before they find anything and sees people there. Oh, I don't think it's weird because I do think that there was people there like fucking with the bodies. The bodies were moved for sure post-mortem. Most of them died on their backs, but most were found with the exception of Igor. He was found on his back, but the others were found face down. Yeah, yep. And maybe some of that was the other one before. You know, it's you flip somebody over to grab pull something off of them maybe like a shirt like if you're wearing like a button front shirt oh yeah yeah and i'm sure it was a lot of because one of them was wearing front. one of the other shirt others shirts yes yes uh, uh luda was she yeah. was wearing the irradiated sweater one of, yeah one of yuri's one of the two yuri's yeah uh, sweaters Dobish- uh, the one yuri k yeah, i believe yuri it was. K. yeah now another weird thing this was actually a m- more recent story. It was uh, in 2002. There was a guy named Yuri, another Yuri. <laughs> it's Yuri, a popular name. It's a very popular name, in Russia at least. Yuri Yakinov is the guy's name. Now, he was a shift foreman in a city right, right around 100 miles from the pass at a, a bauxite mo- uh, mine. Bauxite is aluminum ore. Okay. So apparently one day he starts his shift. Is that what makes like, aluminum foil? I, yes, we'll go with that. Russian <laughs> aluminum foil. Heavy duty aluminum foil, yeah, or or very thin, depending upon. Heavy duty is still thin. Oh, there you go. All right. It's what it says on the box of aluminum. Oh foil. yeah, it does. Yeah, very good, very good, Joanna. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so this guy starts his shift just after nine o'clock, and he's going down into the mine, and he sees from the forest a light, just directed, just directing at him. Like a spotlight. Like a spotlight sort of thing, and it lights up the whole fucking area. And then from the main light, several other lights break away from it and come towards him. That's classic UFO. It looks like they are holding like people with flashlights running at him. So he runs into the mine and switches on the lights for some reason. Well, maybe because then he can see the other lights better. It's not like some shining light in the darkness. Something, yeah. And looks back, and the beam is there, but the other lights have disappeared. But as he's watching it, then the lights break back out from the beam and start coming towards him again. So he it's the same way, looking like people got a flashlight and they're running at him. So he yells at him, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Who are who's out there? I don't know. Whatever you yell at lights or people. Is this the police? I don't know. Uh, they didn't respond. And so he hid and looked away. Looked back a bit later. The beam was still there, and as soon as he starts looking back. The lights again come out of the beam. So he just fucking takes off. Just leaves the fucking mine. He's just out of there. Oh, yeah. I would have, like, later, like, after the first incident, like... He's much hardcore, more hardcore than we are. He is Russian. That's true. So he comes back the next day during daylight, and there's... Doesn't look like anything happened. Um, Must have been too much vodka. Fucking something. Uh, now, a couple of weeks weeks later, he reads an article about a forest ranger who has a very similar story in a, roughly the same area. So Yuri tracks this motherfucking down, this motherfucker down, and 
the guy confirms, oh, I saw these, this shit too. And apparently at the same time, they were both very, very afraid when they saw these lights. Just terror. Just mm-hmm. scared out of their fucking minds. The forest ranger is a kind of a badass dude, apparently. Uh, he said that he stuck around. He hid behind logs and he just stayed there. And he eventually heard an electrical discharge. And then, What does an electrical discharge sound like? I would imagine... A fucking lightning bolt. I don't know. An electrical discharge. Think about like electricity sounds. Sound? Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Electrical whatever. discharge. Electrical discharge. Uh, and then a high wind picked up. I feel like those were the exact out. words. No, he said it in fucking Russian. <laughs> uh, but then the high wind picked up, and then the light went out. And he checked the area in the morning, and he was an experienced tracker, and didn't find there shit. nothing. Didn't find shit. So maybe the lights happened inside the tent. Or around the area, freaked him out. They thought maybe a fucking giant Russian truck was coming at him or something. And they ran away and they saw the lights coming out of him. So they panicked, even though it doesn't show any signs of panic. Except for the fact that they all, they cut out of themselves out of the fucking tent rather than take the time to open it. And none of them had hardly any fucking clothes. And maybe it was those beams that scorched the trees. They basically were like probably risen out of their beds grab some you know whatever piece of clothing is like nearest to you know, closest to where you're sleeping and sit there panic while you cut and make a few cuts before you actually rip down the side of the tent burst out of there and go a fucking mile into the forest before then you all start dying of hypothermia at various stages of trying to get back to the tent and plummeting into a ravine and fucking suffering crush injuries it's just I don't think lights caused that. I just don't. Well, right, but if then maybe no that's what that last maybe that's what that last picture is. I mean, if they're feeling intense fear, if that's a part of these whatever and I just, this and is, and I think then... it was panicked. I mean, like maybe like after they initially run, they start to kind of like okay, let's slow down, let's like think, let's like march to this tree, let's get to this tree and try and start so a fire. So the big light happens behind them in the tent. They freak out. They leave the tent. There's all the other lights hiding from them. They're escaping they're not looking at it so the beam the light the other lights disappear and it's just a big beam and so they look back and then the lights come out at them again so they keep going down the hill one climbs a tree to maybe see if the lights are still up there check the stitch out yep the lights start coming back he's like fuck gets back down they try to start a fire because that's going to keep him away from the lights mm-hmm. and then the other ones start back up the hill see the lights and maybe the i don't know I mean, it really doesn't. I feel like they started back up the hill because they knew they were going to fucking die staying out there. They knew that that oh, whatever yeah. little That's fire what they had was, was not. Or whatever. The, yeah. They were not They were not going to like live for long around this like tiny little fire that was not going to keep them fucking warm. Especially when some of them are so, only wearing long underwear. Yeah. So three of them went back to try and get supply, you know, go back to the tent, get some fucking coats, get some food. We're gonna. We're. I feel like they were kind of like you know what. No matter what's going on up there, we gotta at least try to get back up there, and maybe that's why three of them went because enough to grab shit for the rest of them. Enough to grab shit for the rest of the them. The three brave ones. Yeah. Something or the braver ones. Uh, now, relatively recently, a letter was sent uh, by the Diatlov Foundation, which is a foundation that's there to help remember them and try and figure out what happened. I don't think it's a real very big foundation. <laughs> Um, right but they sent a letter to what whatever the kgb turned into uh, i can't remember what the name was um, and they received a p- reply that basically said this case is closed and 
we don't expect we'll be from hearing hearing from you again. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, this is how it's going to be. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, other than so, my thing, none I, of those I, theories really make you really fit the bill. No, because there's a lot of half. There's a lot of things that kind of half fit. And but nothing some, to explain all of it. I wouldn't even say some half fit. <laughs> well, yeah, some some just did not fucking fit at all. I feel like the one that's closest for me is the the fucking parachute mines. Maybe. So I feel like, okay, so let's set this scene. They're in the tent. They're not supposed to be way that high up there. Russian military is all like, oh, hey, let's test some of our fucking parachute mines tonight. So they start dropping them and they hear it and they that's what causes them to run out because they're like fuck we're being like bombed or some shiz all right so they cut themselves out of the tent now i don't have like a complete right narrative set up here because i don't know everything because there's a part of me that feels like at some point when they're fleeing that maybe they heard one of them go off and that's what causes them to run out and flee Two of them were actually found. Like, where are my notes? It was two of them that the ones that were ended up in the ravine actually had boots on. So it was the the older guy. Of course he's got his boots on. He probably slept <laughs> with his boots on. Right, yeah. Zolotaryov. And then the guy, the, the Tebow Brignolis. Both of them had footwear on. So it's possible that they were outside the tent Either they were sleeping with their shoes on or they were outside the tent when the event occurred that caused the mass exodus. Maybe they were out having a smoke. Who knows? But they were better dressed than most of them and they had shoes on. So so there's that. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, something goes off. They go running down there and I feel like, yeah, maybe at some point they were seen and it was like, hey, what are you guys doing here? You're not supposed to be around here. We're doing some fucking shit here and maybe there was some sort of skirmish over that and you so you don't think that the troops would have just fucking shot him no because then you have nine people to fucking get rid of yeah big deal <laughs> do you know how many people they threw in the gulag right but that doesn't mean that they didn't kill them because if you have you at gunpoint you know where are you gonna fucking go and you're out there in the freezing yeah, cold well, with no fucking yeah. clothes on. They're gonna just sit there and watch you freeze to death. And maybe, maybe when all this is going on, another one happens to go off and it fucking kills those three people. And they're just like, "Fuck." I don't think they would care about a few dead kids. It could be a PR nightmare. These are nice communist college students. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I know Russia kind of gives zero don't. fucks, I mean, and it's just like, yeah, our Stalin way. Isn't Stalin still alive in 1959? Probably. Yeah, don't think they give a fuck about that. It could, but you know, one of that, one of those kids, like their dad, the one that was, um, let's see, what was his name? Slobodin. His father was like a big deal at the college and a very wealthy family, so. Maybe it's not It's not just like Wealthy serfs. family in communist Russia? Well, they did have a little bit of wealth. Everyone had a little bit of wealth. That's how communism works. <laughs> Cute. I just mean that they were, um, you know, they had some sort of influence. Affluent. They were affluent in some way. So I don't know. So anyways, three of them get blown up. 
The other three, you know, they just kind of like hustle out there. They let them fucking basically freeze to death. They rough them up a little bit. They let them freeze to death. So they kind of like leave them maybe in the various places. So maybe like, they drag oh, some fuck, of them they're up. dead. That's terrible, but they'll beat the shit out of them and let them freeze to death, and that's cool. <laughs> well, maybe they didn't think, oh, fuck, that's terrible, but it was just kind of like, great, now we really have to do something about this. And then, then you think they staged the, the scene? And I think they staged the scene. So, yeah, I think they, you know, put the bodies where they were. They, they might have thrown the ones that got blown up in the ravine to make it. That's the, how they're trying to, like, pass the injuries off. You know. Because the, those injuries, s- like, really are confusing. Like, Do you know what it sounds more like to me than any of this shit? Missing 411. <laughs> Missing clothing. Disappearing. So basically, you're saying it's Sasquatch or Bigfoot, or giant Yeti. pterodactyl, giant pterodactyl, whatever. I mean, they, it sounds a lot like the missing four one one. I mean, the missing four one one is essentially Bigfoot theory. Though. This isn't a national David park. David Polites is a firm believer in Bigfoot. Well, the, okay, but there's a reason he never talks about the two is because he doesn't because he doesn't want to be discredited. It's because he doesn't it's... want people to think that he's a nutcase because he's really not. No, he's not at all. He's not at all. But that's probably because he's not instantly like. It's Bigfoot, guys. I, I honestly don't like, think... it's I, man, bear, pig. Yeah. All right? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't think that he believes these missing 411 cases are Bigfoot abductions. He wrote a whole book about Bigfoot. Okay. True. <laughs> but it had nothing to do with missing people. It had to do with Bigfoot. Do you see the difference? I think difference? it was like missing people and B- Bigfoot was like the general title of it. I don't think it was. I think it was. That's okay. Uh, but that's I know what the this, artwork was shitty. That's... <laughs> Shouldn't self-publish people. Uh, but, I mean, it could be that because they, they are out someplace in the woods. It's a mountain, so that's a, a rock. There's yeah. usually a water source around. Maybe there's an underground lake that we Were don't know about. Were there huckleberries? It was Dead Mountain. There wasn't shit on there. That's Nothing grew on the mountain. mountain. <laughs> Nothing grew on the mountain. I thought we covered this. <laughs> but really. So then why the fuck does Bigfoot live there? There's no fucking huckleberries for him to snack on. Right. <laughs> There's campers. <laughs> well, he needs something to sustain. And apparently, him he can hide his. And you need to have a balanced diet, which includes huckleberries and people. There you go. That's it's a balanced diet: huckleberries mm-hmm. and people. But really, none of these theories actually. I mean, it's all right. My my no one my biggest knows. thing is like, yeah, it was some sort of fucked up. I think maybe accident, but because they were doing something out there, and then they they staged it. Because, like you said, the fucking criminal that, investigation that... started. Yeah, the week, days after a week before they were even supposed to be in contact at the earliest. February right. So 6th the Russians got paperwork that's like dated for before they are even considered missing on their investigation of it. That means like, oh, hey, look, someone fucked something up somewhere and we're, we're going to like look into this and we're going to like date it for then. And then it's going to be buried for like decades because no one's going to like we have no legal system that forces us to turn this information no over. not at all yeah it's, it's the government so they're, the they government. don't give a fuck they're gonna put that that fucking date on there like yeah this is the date that we started our investigation of what happened and when communism fell i mean how many people were stashing documents just getting rid of old stuff oh, because they yeah. didn't want you know anyone that was their enemy to get it get their hands right, on it right namely they didn't want americans to get their hands on it and so I, I really don't think this is something that that's that that important. They would, oh no, we got to get the the outlaw people. We don't can want to even know about this unless it was some sort of weird government. Yeah, thing it they was were weird. Doing. I think like they were doing a weird governmenty thing, sort. and maybe it wasn't so much that they were freaked out that they killed a bunch of people doing it. 
but most it's not that they don't want people to think that they kill people because they obviously don't give a fuck they didn't know. That, that's part of their way of, you know, having control over the populace. It's like, yeah, we'll fucking that's kill your ass. why they had for... secret police. Right. <laughs> like, you fuck up, the secret police come for you, and you do not come fucking home. I mean, the fucking so... gulags were forced labor camps. Oh, yeah. And they started oh, yeah. in 1918 and lasted until 1960. But after 1960, they kept going until 1987. They're in just sort of a smaller capacity. Uh, right. So right. So it was I, just. I think it's more that they were not so much that they needed to, they, they care that they killed these people, but that they, they didn't want people to know the reason why they died. Right. They had to cover up what killed them, and it was staged. I mean, the whole thing with the footprints that that has always bothered me. Oh because yeah, because it's if there's snow over, over everything else, even nine feet of snow over i mean yeah a few inches you're it's just it, that that's, covers the yeah. fucking footprints up exactly and if so, there was only a third of a mile of footprints mm-hmm. it's like oh here's so, these convenient footprints that lead down here and then they kind of stop but then you know just a little bit further down that's when you're going to discover these bodies and then these ones that have all these injuries are down in a ravine so that's even though they said like the fall like wouldn't have created those injuries no, it was only a, it was, I mean, if they recovered nine, it was nine feet of snow. It was probably about a nine foot ravine, maybe mm-hmm. say nine to 12 feet ravine. And I heard car six crash, meters. Six so meters. 18 feet, mm-hmm. that'd be about roughly 18 foot ravine. Yeah. That's not a long enough of a fall, I would think, to cause all of his fu- fucked up injuries. Like maybe, yeah, you'd break some ribs or some skull fractures or whatever, but not all of them and how the right. fuck did she lose her tongue yeah that's just skull fractures yeah i feel like something else was done and then they were thrown in the ravine to kind of cover that up right i don't know it's it's super weird it is super weird i i don't have a like i said that that's not a concrete there is no there is no there's concrete. nothing yeah i'm imagining that anyone who did know this people is who have studied dead. the shit out of this like way more than we did cannot come up with oh yeah yeah i've listened to a guy who he wrote a book about it oh and... yeah the one the dead mountain book yes yes and, and he thinks it was the noise thing right yeah, like infra infra noise or infrasound infrasound yeah, maybe yeah i just he but again, it, it's like the acid thing. It's like not everyone is going to be affected the same way. Yeah. Not all of them are going to freak out because of this weird low frequency sound. Yeah, it's just that might make you feel weird or scared or uncomfortable. But it's yeah, it just doesn't. That just doesn't pan out for me. No, I I agree. I I really don't agree with any of the theories. But I don't have a better one myself. Right. Besides Absolutely. the missing four one one thing. And I say uh, parachute bombs. Parachute Parachute bombs, mines. Yeah. Or something like that. Something where some, of them, were, some and... of them were injured and killed. They were discovered that they were there. Somehow they're fucking fucked up with something that they don't want people to know about. And the scene was staged a little bit there. According to that pilot. And, I mean, I don't know why he would lie. Right, Especially even the pilot said he saw, too. and then of course there's the whole fact that the investigation opened way before they were yeah, supposed to be missing. Yeah. So that that does lead me to think that yeah, there it might have been a purposeful thing, but I think there was like a purposeful cover up for whatever might have happened to them. I think whatever did, I definitely agree there was a cover up. As to what they are covering up, I don't know. Yeah, not hundred percent sure. I don't think they. I, 
don't know that they would, you know, specifically targeted for some reason. I think, yeah, wrong place at the wrong time. Right, right. Although I would say any place that's negative 22 degrees is the wrong place Fuck at yeah. any time. At any time for me, for sure. But, you know, they're hardcore. They're Russians. But that's the thing, too. It's like, you know, you don't just run out in your fucking underwear when it's negative 20 degrees no. for nothing. No, I don't run out in my underwear if it's 40 degrees. Right. Like, no fucking way. No. So, uh, do you have anything else about the Dyatlov Pass incident? I'm about I'm Other about than, I, it's a fascinating story, and I, oh, yeah. and I would love if it got solved one day, but I, I feel like this is one of those ones that's just never going to Probably get, not. get solved. Probably not. Again, anyone who probably knows definitively is likely dead at this point. Right. And just because of old age, because this shit happened a long time ago. It did happen a long time ago. So the window of people that actually might have known the truth of the situation is definitely, like, closing there as far as, like, who is left alive. That's right. So probably one we'll never know, but a fascinating one and a it terrifying one. It is certainly one. interesting. It is scary, kind of scary. Yeah. It is scary. And it's just, you know, those whatever happened, it's like those poor fucking kids. Yeah, no know? shit. Like, and their about, families. Yeah, That's talk about up. a fucking tragedy yep. there. All right, then. Well, remember to listen to those podcasts we mentioned earlier, The Medium Matters, Color Me Dead, Knock Once for Yes, and Don't Break the Oath. And as always, we will talk to you again next time. And take care. Do you enjoy the Stranger Than podcast? Please let us know. Rate and comment on iTunes. Check out and like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Podcast. Our Twitter at underscore stranger than, or drop us an email, stranger than podcast at gmail.com. That's stranger than podcast, all one word, at gmail.com. Also, feel free to email us any strange, mysterious, or misunderstood stories or topic suggestions that you'd like to share or hear about.